Welcome to Not Remotely Entertaining, the series that looks at lockdown in a different light. We all miss the theatre, the cinema and our favourite TV shows. But what about the people who work in the entertainment industry? Each week we look at the challenges and changes of lockdown from a new perspective. In this week's episode we talk to Matthew Hawksworth. Hi, this is Matt Hawksworth and I'm the Young People's Producer at Pavilion Dance South West. Welcome, Matt, to our very first episode of the series. Um, it's going to be really exciting and hopefully a lot of fun. Hi, everyone. And first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, um, I'm really uh, I'm really delighted to be here. So thank you very much for having me on the Hurst Pierpoint College podcast. So first of all, could you tell us a bit about your background in the world of performing arts? Um, my roots are very much in dance. Um, I was very fortunate to have some really inspiring teachers growing up, um, particularly my dance teacher. Um, I started attending local youth theatre um, and then I was fortunate enough to get into the National Youth Music Theatre and that was largely my training ground in the performing arts. After my time at UCL, I then went on to study at Mountview. And I had the most wonderful year uh, on the postgraduate musical theatre course. Um, And that was the springboard for me. I was really fortunate that that gave me a lift into an acting career. Um, I had a very varied experience um, in terms of the chances that were open to me. So I worked in musical theatre, dance, opera, commercials. Um, I also worked in devised work, um, workshopping new pieces Um, And through all of that, I also uh, got to increase my experience of working with young people and gained experience in education and teaching and mentoring. Um, And uh, it was it was wonderful. And I had the chance to work all over the country and abroad, um, which has informed a lot of what I do now. Um, And then ultimately, I decided that I was a better practitioner than I was an actor um, and so moved uh, more towards uh, choreographic work and teaching. And out of that, um, I was very fortunate to mentor a number of young people that I worked with as a director for NYMT, um, but also throughout workshops, throughout drama schools, schools that I was working with. Um, So I discovered many important aspects um, of the industry, including finance, fundraising, budget, risk assessment, um, the very important uh, integration of technical theatre, which is really important to me. One of my mottos really is, has been that if you're doing your job right, then you're helping others to do their job and what they enjoy. That's really what um, I found as a producer in particular. Uh, the most important thing is to help others to be able to experience and enjoy and ultimately love the creative arts. Um, and um, that pathway can then take you anywhere. And so working with young people um, has been inspiring and fascinating Uh, challenging um, but very 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 rewarding and um, I'm excited for what the future holds. Could you explain a bit about what you do in your current role and what PDSW do as a charity? This is a really good question. Um, I am the Young People's Producer um, for Pavilion Dance Southwest and we are a Um, dance organisation. We are a charity um, and we provide opportunities for dance uh, for those in our community um, 
uh, across schools, um, across um, all sorts of learning environments right throughout Bournemouth, Christchurch, Poole, um, and right throughout the Southwest. My role is largely to enable others to experience dance, um, particularly for children and young people. So um, I'm very fortunate to have this role. Um, I, I feel hugely privileged to have it. And it's largely there to nurture and develop uh, young people's talents, um, to offer opportunity to those who haven't experienced dance before and show them how empowering and beautiful and wonderful and inspiring and, and fun it can be. That's really important. Um, and also to link up um, different areas within our community. Um, we're very fortunate as an organisation. We offer over uh, 40 dance classes a week uh, in all styles and genres of dance, um, from African dance, modern tap, ballet, uh, capoeira, um, Latin dance, musical theatre, um, and it's about engaging with our community. Uh, and mine is to reach out specifically to young people uh, and to show that participation is for everyone. Um, uh, one of my colleagues uh, is also in charge of the health and well-being programme. So we have a Parkinson's or um, Parkinson's class. We have classes for the over 50s um, and over 65s group. Um, it's really important that we look after um, the older members of our community and uh, appreciate their contributions to the community and and dance with them. Uh, and we also work with new mums and dads and our toddlers, which is fantastic. Um, and as I said, I, I work very closely with our teachers and our school communities and our young people um, to take dance into their schools. Um, part of my role, as I said, is to send our uh, wonderful dance teachers out into the community and run their roles. So as a producer, uh, I'm constantly having conversations um, with our schools and what our young people need. Um, and I also um, am responsible for our wonderful um, youth contemporary dance company, Coast, um, helping nurture their, their talent. Um, I'm also responsible for talent spotting and looking out for the very best young uh, undiscovered talent in the area. Um, also mentoring and helping children think about possible careers in the arts and dance. Um, and as an organisation, we, we also produce um, and programme dance shows. Um, that's um, the responsibility of another fabulous uh, team in the organisation. And I help to provide wraparound education for that. So we look at developing workshops with the artists along the lines of their shows. And that is hugely rewarding and something we're really fortunate to do. projects that have been majorly affected by the unforeseen lockdown? Absolutely. Uh, another really great question. Um, yes, a very large part of the work that we do um, as an organisation has been massively affected. Um, so we're really having to think creatively and positively about how we can keep our communities dancing, um, having those really important conversations, listening to what's going on. Uh, for everyone and particularly for my role for young people and their teachers um, and responding to that. Um, we have had some uh, significant and, and really wonderful events that have had to be postponed uh, or cancelled. Um, we run, um, as I said uh, before, a significant number of dance classes every week. So sadly, um, they have all 
been put on hold. So we've been looking at ways to take dancing into people's living rooms and their homes. Um, but we had um, some significant um, platforms, dance platforms. We had um, our own Origins event that was going to be bringing together some youth dance companies from the area, some of the really exciting talent um, across all styles of dance um, in the area. And sadly, um, that has had to be postponed, uh, but we will be coming back bigger and stronger than ever. Um, we also were going to take our youth resident dance company down to You Dance in Devon. Um, and that was a regional event uh, to celebrate, again, some great dance talent. Um, and then the possibility of a national event after that. So that was hugely disappointing. Um, but we're thinking of how we can be creative and respond to that in different ways. Um, we also had to sadly cancel our live performances that was looked after by um, uh, some colleagues of mine in the in the programming and production team. Um, but we have looked at ways of taking them online. So one of um, our shows, uh, Oh No George, um, we took online and it was wonderful to see the response so that we could still take that beautiful children's sh uh, show um, into direct into people's homes. Um, so, yes, there has been a lot of effects uh, in all of this, but we're look really looking at ways to support our teachers, our artists and reschedule um, as much as we can and uh, look to the future and see what we can come up with. So working remotely, well, presents all sorts of new um, challenges, uh, some that are harder to overcome than others. Um, but first of all, I'd say I guess it's just adjusting to a new normal that the, the phrase has been um, used quite a lot. And I think it will continue to uh, be and just made us as an organisation think differently, uh, think outside the box, uh, review what we do. Um, stay very true to our values so it's been really important that we all stay in touch with one another um, in the team within the organization um, and yeah keep talking to people so um, one of the hardest problems has obviously not been seeing people face to face um, and dancing in the room with people um, which is fundamental to what we do so we've all been thinking about um, the way that we have meetings the way that we keep conversations going um, and trying to keep spirits up, um, but also listening and looking at ways to support each other um, because it is tough working from home all day. There's obviously uh, been a significant hit to the arts community um, and a lot of freelancers, a lot of our artists are having a really tough time at the moment. So uh, being very compassionate, uh, listening a lot, seeing how we can help them in the support that we can offer. Um, but in particular, I've just been thinking about looking after myself as well in that. That's important. Looking after my colleagues, um, thinking about the environment that we're working in, um, what we're going to have to do in future. Um, and thinking about how I can stand side by side with my teachers and, and look at ways to still enable them to carry out work at home digitally. Um, and so um, as an arts organisation, um, as a charity... Um, we're a national portfolio organisation. We're very fortunate to be supported by the Arts Council. Um, so we're looking at ways to take our creativity online and using um, our online presence through digital screening, through online dance classes, through support initiatives, newsletters, 
networking groups, um, for ways for us all to stay connected and uh, to think of our community and how we're going to move forward after all of this. Are you involved in any projects that have been transferred online? We've been involved in a lot of projects that have been transferred online. Um, Myself, our engagement team, um, we've been working really hard to think about how we can um, take dancing online and and the implications for that, Um, whether that be um, thinking about, is it the same to dance through a lens and be zoomed into somebody's front room? Um, What? how we're going to budget for this uh, new set of activities, how we're going to make it as slick and professional as we possibly can, um, and how we're going to reach out to people, um, the people in our community that already dance with us, um, but also see this as an opportunity to invite um, other people from other local communities or further afield to come and dance with us. So whilst in lockdown, um, I'm very proud that we have honoured contracts and we've um, still been paying our teachers um, and doing what we can to support them financially, um, emotionally and also through wider support networks Um, and looking after all of our staff as well, um, because we we look after uh, a lot of staff who are self-employed, as well as our colleagues who are full time within the organisation. So in terms of my project, I've been having a lot of phone calls and Zoom conversations and online meetings um, with our uh, local schools, um, the the people that programme dance within the community, um, a lot of local artists, uh, keeping in contact with each other and thinking about how we can directly move things on and how we're going to have to tweak things and alter things. And sometimes for the better, that, that process sometimes is really helpful to step back Um, but also uh, giving ourselves breathing space to do that. Um, So one of the things that I'm really proud that I've managed to do is we've taken our youth dance company Coast online. Um, We've been checking in with the company to see how they are, um, how lockdown has affected them and their families, um, and the wider kind of emotional well-being element that uh, needs to be considered in all this, and then delivered some really fantastic dance classes thanks to our artistic director of the dance company, Sophie Douglas. Um, Sophie has worked brilliantly alongside me. Um, I've, I've loved working with Sophie recently in that we've had to think um, outside the box, um, and she's delivered some really fantastic online classes to keep the company going and keep them motivated uh, and keeping them moving and physical at home. And we've got a couple of exciting things up our sleeve that we're hoping might lead um, out of this. So when we're all able to be in a studio dancing together, we can take that forward. Um, As I mentioned before, we're also obviously looking at our platforms, our performance opportunities. So we're looking at how we're going to um, keep developing those uh, skills, but then moving them uh, into the future and how the digital content might um, uh, be drawn into that, whether that's through films, uh, sharing online videos, whatever that might be. Um, And we are also um, delighted that we have taken a lot of our classes online. So um, there's a there's a vast number online already and more are being uploaded every day, every week uh, from our fabulous uh, dance teachers and all styles of dance. So we've got uh, contemporary, we've got fitness classes, um, we've got youth dance classes, we've got jazz classes, commercial classes um, that are all there um, to be accessed by members of our community. 
locally and, and further away. It's been fantastic. We've had people all over the country having a go at them and, and they're free to participate in, which is really important um, for those that can't afford to attend. Um, but we have also been really grateful to uh, people that have been able to donate as well. Um, because obviously uh, our income has been massively affected by the fact that our our beautiful home, our, our theatre space, isn't able to have visiting shows come to it, and we haven't been able to hire it out as well. So um, we've been really fortunate and grateful to be able to have um, people donating and contributing to the organisation um, because we are a charity, um, and that has been fantastic, um, and, and we're not taking that for granted uh, for a second. Um, and also I've been looking at connecting the dots and, and working on the schools program and talking to uh, members of senior leadership as well and thinking about how this is all going to affect the arts in the long term and, and how we're going to have to um, really fight to keep arts and dance in particular at the heart um, of a broad, happy and wonderful um, educational curriculum. Um, and that's going to be a real challenge. So we've been looking at ways to take dance into our schools um, and uh, we've got some exciting things up our sleeve there. How do you predict the dance and performing arts industries will change after we come out of lockdown? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, and <laughs> there certainly isn't a crystal ball um, and it's going to be really difficult for a long time. I think what we're increasingly seeing um, as we start to think about coming out of lockdown is that we're going to have to be very careful, sensitive um, and do it in phases. And certainly the dance world and the wider performing arts and the creative arts industries are going to be massively affected, um, not just in the short term, but for a long time to come. So we are um, having a lot of conversations with local artists, local companies um, lo uh, across the region and also nationally um, so that we can stand together, we can work together, we can um, share ideas um, and also we can stand side by side, hopefully, and also um, think about what we're going to have to provide in the future that is going to be different. There is going to be a dramatic change. Um, we are a national portfolio organisation and we're very fortunate to have um, our Arts Council funding um, secured. But um, we are going to have to look at new ways of generating um, fundraising ideas, income, uh, and, and very importantly, and most importantly, uh, to look after um, our artists and our dance practitioners uh, in the area um, and look for ways to keep our community dancing because with social distancing, dancing is going to be very different. We're so used to being side by side and up close and, and working together and enjoying that um, togetherness, but we're going to have to think very carefully about how we do that. Um, so there's a lot of challenges ahead um, and we've got to think about our ability uh, and capacity to host uh, wonderful touring shows um, and presenting performances. Um, but as I said, we're, we're working really closely with dance organisations and, and dance companies um, and thinking about how we can navigate this together, uh, being cautious, doing the right thing, um, taking our time, um, but also being really hopeful and, and trying to think, um, yes, we must find a way to be able to dance together and, and share dance with audiences. 
So there are still a lot of questions around how we're going to be able to do that. And we're following um, national and local um, uh, policy guidelines, government guidelines, and adhering very closely to those. Um, But through all this also, we've learned a lot about ourselves and improving the way that we listen to each other, talk to each other. Um, And so social media has been fantastic. Our amazing marketing and and comms team have been very active on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter and on our YouTube page and our website. Um, And we've developed our own podcasts um, uh, through uh, the Listening to Dance series. So do check those out. Um, And also, as I said, our online classes and also um, recommending other dance organisations and companies and and supporting each other and thinking about, okay, how can we knit this all together and and put this into something that we can think about in the future? Um, And particularly for me, again, having um, those really important conversations with schools and thinking about how we can um, move dance into a new direction and how we can still keep dance um, in the classroom, um, in those um, assembly halls, in the performance spaces, in the theatres, whatever they might be, outside as well. Um, And I think we're going to have to, we're going to see quite a change over the next few months. And so it's very hard to know what that is. But um, there's, there's also things that we can think about, about generating new work and new ideas, which which I'm looking forward to. So do you have any exciting projects in the pipeline for after or during lockdown? Absolutely. Um, uh, we are 10 years old as an organisation this year, which is hugely exciting and we'd all been really looking forward to. Um, and so we're going to continue looking forward to that. Um, so we have a big a big birthday and a big anniversary coming up. Um, so we have a celebration um, coming up um, and uh, soon to be announced, hopefully, all things being considered and um, obviously dependent on uh, government guidelines. Um, where we've hopefully got an f- exciting few announcements to come of activities that we're going to be able to share with our community um, and get people dancing again. Um, the hope is always that we're able to offer as many new opportunities, free opportunities um, to people as we can, as well as our um, our open classes that, that people can attend. And, and we're very grateful uh, for their donations and, and paid contributions towards. Um, and thinking about the performance work that we're going to be able to do and also artwork. And um, I've been having some great conversations with um, other artists, not just specifically in dance, but those that are involved with um visual art and bringing the worlds together and see how they can inspire each other and and bounce off each other um and yeah hopefully there's some exciting things in the pipeline there um we have also been putting together a lot of video footage because there's been a lot of it from lockdown and uh from uh, my point of view, also working very closely with our youth resident dance company, uh, who have been making some wonderful home videos of um, them dancing with their families um, and seeing how we can um, link that all together into videos, uh, promotional material, celebratory material. Um, And we're also thinking about, we had been planning a, a schools tour, so taking workshops and building on the repertoire of our youth dance company and taking that into schools. So we're having to think very carefully about how we do that, but also um, being positive that, that that may still be possible in the future. Um, thinking about, yeah, showcase performances, 
um, and also a couple of other things. I'm talking to some really wonderful um, local and regional dance leaders and thinking about how we can join forces um, with a bit of payback as well. It's really important to say thank you, uh, not just to our amazing NHS and care workers, but all of the people that have kept the communities going, arts communities, and, and saying thank you to them. So we, I've got a few things up my sleeve, hopefully, that, that we might be able to explore uh, and bring out. Um, we are um, hopefully going to be making a film that I alluded to, um, using some weekly tasks that we've been setting our young dancers. Um, and then in the future also, we, we, as always, we will be hoping to bring um, the very best of dance theatre to the pavilion, to our beautiful venue, um, and some really wonderful local, regional and national artists. Um, and uh, yeah, so keep keep looking out at our website and uh, social media channels uh, for all those exciting things to come in the future. What advice would you give to young people wanting to go into the production and dance industry in the future? or even to people looking to get involved in the world of dance and performing arts for the first time? My first uh, piece of advice really is to try new things. It's really important, and now more than ever, uh, to get out and try something that you've always wanted to, uh, or equally something that scares you, something you haven't done before. Um, and I believe is, you know, dance gives a wonderful opportunity on so many levels. Um, whether that's dancing by yourself, dancing with your family or dancing with others, um, there's always things to be learned. So trying new things is really important. Um, it's really important that we learn as a society to fail, um, to fall down um, as we're experiencing at the moment. But uh, through doing that, you can then pick yourself up and, and try new things. Um, and it's only through trying new opportunities, new experiences that you find new paths and you then try them out and see where that leads you. Um, I used to live abroad. I was very fortunate. Um, I lived um, uh, abroad for a couple of years as a kid. My, my dad had a job that took us away. Um, and whilst that was scary at the time, it was amazing um, because it gave me a chance to meet new people and go to school in a foreign country. Um, and then again, later on in life, when I, I went to study languages and, and literature and history and politics and film at, at university, um, that also then took me abroad again. And those experiences have stayed with me always. And I hope that it's given me um, not only an appreciation for travel and culture, but um, an understanding of people. And we are all the same, but we are also different. And those similarities and those differences are our strengths and um, we need to be respectful and understanding of those similarities and differences. And only then, I think, then can we make some really exciting work and particularly in art um, and culture and, and especially dance. Um, there's huge opportunities in that. So the opportunity to travel, I think, is wonderful. Um, seeing as much theatre as you possibly can at home and abroad um, and learning about all the amazing practitioners that that we have in this country and abroad. Um, that, that, that would be a great piece of advice. Um, and just, yes, always being open. I think having a general love for learning, that it, it doesn't matter what degree you do. It sometimes feels like it does. And yes, there are specific pathways. Um, if you know what you want to do, but to have um, that intrigue and love for learning and ultimately um, that degree course or that college path may take you in a new direction and you might stumble across somebody or work with somebody and you might be able to pick their brains 
or shadow them um, or gain some work experience from them and, and that take you off. Um, so there are so many different pathways, whether it's um, taking um, a more direct route, something that is more vocational um, uh, or a um, degree or college course. Um, it isn't necessarily going to define your career um, because it's all the extra things that you do. Do you have a part-time job? What is it that you love doing in your free time? Is there stuff that you create at home? Um, all of that will tie in and will add to your life CV. It isn't just about a piece of paper, um, although you know that is important. And, it, and, and part of my job also is to support and guide young people in, in what their options are um, and which paths... Um, could open up for them and I think it's also about um, and it's a really tough one but to um, be kind to yourself love love yourself as much as you can in the sense that being gentle and 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 appreciating yourself as an individual all your quirky selves um, and being proud of that and so when I say love yourself it means um, uh, that means um, being uh, accepting of what you really love to do and what you're good at and what you have to show the world and and then taking that into your industry whatever path that might be whether that might be the arts industry um drama school is certainly an option uh, it's a very very exciting option um and it certainly gives the best means to work with the very best in in, in the business uh learning from the very best uh, teachers and practitioners out there and being directed and inspired by some amazing people. However, it is tough. It's tough to get in. It's expensive. Um, there are auditions to be involved. There's applications to be uh, considered. Lots of things. Um, so I, I definitely say to somebody that's considering drama school, don't go if you're not ready. Um, take your time. And it's something that you really have to know that you want to do because it is really tough. It is glorious. It is wonderful. It is so fulfilling and inspiring. But you have to be really passionate about it and be able to ride out some storms because there will be periods when you're feeling low. You need to draw on resilience and you're out of work later in life and you need to think about how you're going to manage that. So um, do think very carefully about drama school and dance uh, vocational colleges um uh but they are thrilling they are wonderful places to be i'd also say scratch that itch so if you have an idea to make a podcast or to film your own work or to um explore your own creative writing or submit some artwork that you've done to a local artist for some feedback um do it have a go um, but if you have that idea and you think, oh, that's crazy, but there's something there that's telling you to do that and, and really follow it. Be brave, certainly. Um, and then whatever you go into, whatever aspect of the creative arts, and there are so many different facets to it, production, marketing, directing, um, performance, fundraising, community work, charity work, volunteering, um, stage management, technical theatre, front of house. There's so many, many, many different wonderful aspects. Um, just get out there, try a few different things, ask for work experience, ask for placements. Um, but whatever you do, it's all about telling stories. That's that's all what we're part, uh, part of a bigger picture here, to tell stories, um, to enjoy those and to work together. So you've got to be a team player. You've got to want to work with others. Um, and um, But yeah, get out there and, and tell those important stories. And 
I guess the final thing for me is in terms of being a producer is um, try something new. Find an area of theatre that you don't think somebody else has explored before and see where that leads you. And if the story is right and um, there are good people behind you and you're acting kindly, try things out. You may not get it right first time, but um, put on a show, put a group of people together um, and um, see where it leads you. Um, and um, good luck. Well, thank you, Matt, for coming on the show today and for your brilliant answers. We've all learnt so much. I hope it was fun and good luck with all your brilliant projects. Thank you so much, everybody, for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I'm I'm really honoured to have been asked. Um, uh, Sending love and best wishes from everybody at Pavilion Dance Southwest. Everybody, please stay safe and well. Um, Keep dancing if you can. If you haven't started, then do come and find us or or look for your local um, dance classes and 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 now's as good a time as any to have a go at uh, dancing and um, wishing you all the best for the future not remotely entertaining was a milestone at Hearst production it featured matthew hawksworth as our guest this week it was created by the milestone productions team chloe hester heather law ellie raywood martha g hannah jackson beth Lear, and margaret campbell original music was by holly townsend the producer was Luke Gasper and it was a production from Hurstbury Point College. 